Like vegan, avoid the beefing. Hatred devoid of reason. Tune on the mind, I run my routes and just ignore the defense. Heathen, but morals decent. Peasant with royal features. Never stray from the script, I stick as if my soul adhesive. Intelligence does heaven sense, but I can show you demons. My views increasing, they watching hopes to explore the weakness. I keep my mind on my kingdom, although I know they reaching. If I decided it's time to eat, you get torn to pieces. I got my reason for not believing in your allegiance. Then moral swap for a dollar chop, I'm the core to pieces. Head on a swivel, I never claim to know everything. Cause life is always testing, so I'm betting it has more to teach us. I can hear it coming in the air tonight. Oh, you're charged up. <laughs> you are charged up. Yeah, 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 yeah. What's good, people? This is the Humble Loser Podcast. We are your host, BB Hendrix. Jay Thurston. Hold on. Let me, let me. Oh, shit. Yeah. All right. We're introing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Intro. Right, yeah. Come on. Tell me. Like, wh- who are you? BB Hendrix. Jay Thurston. Uh, we just had a birthday. Oh, shit. That's where we're going. That's where we're going. We're going to start in. Happy birthday. Happy birthday to my co-host. You are what's now good, 34 good. years young. 34 years young. Yeah, boy, I'm, oh boy. I hope I wasn't not supposed to share that. Oh yeah, no, I was gonna I was I was gonna skip over it. <laughs> you know, I, I'm not that humble. Yeah, <laughs> in the prime of your life. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh first and foremost, shout out to all our uh our YouTube viewership. You know, I'm, I appreciate the the big push that it's going up. That, that's going up. Yeah. yeah, I mean, little by little, we're we're getting to that 100 subscriber mark. I yeah. really appreciate the people that are like chiming in and just telling us that they love the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, shout out everybody who's listening to the podcast because we do have these audio files. A couple of my partners who just love to listen to podcasts, you know, the old fashioned way. Yeah. Shout out to y'all. You know, a listen is a listen. You yep. know, I ain't I ain't gonna turn it down. You know. <laughs> So I really appreciate that. I mean, we really appreciate yeah, that. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And uh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um where are we going first? Oh, you know what? It, my birthday is a big thing, but you know what's even bigger? Yeah. Father's Day. We're uh, not skipping over Father's Day. Oh, Happy yeah. Father's We're Day. We're going to you. bring rec- recognition to this yeah, holiday. You goddamn right we yeah. are. Fuck, we are not going to skip over Father's yeah. Day. Um, we're doing it justice yeah we're doing it, it just done man. here first yeah so how was your father's day man what uh, did you not get uh, <laughs> <laughs> what's all the amazing shit that you wanted <laughs> that you did not get <laughs> oh man there's some pain in that joke mm-hmm. um uh, i just i spent my father's day with my daughter and yeah. we just we just hung out and do anything extravagant or anything i just got you know got time with my daughter that that's always yeah you know, that's always a, a blessing so i wasn't definitely, definitely we're some wholesome as, stand-up guys right here. you know we as men we just we learn stoicism really early yeah, with yeah. father's day it's just like you just take what you get yeah the crazy part about <laughs> it is i did the same thing and i feel like there's like this thing going around where it's like Oh, for Father's Day. Well, even for Mother's Day, I'm not going to throw no shade at mothers, but a lot of people were like, for Mother's Day, you're not supposed to have your kids. For Father's Day, you're not supposed to have the ki- your kids, but... Your father. Yeah, but for me, it's like, no, I want to be around them even more on yeah. that day. Yeah, you this know? is what, what I'm celebrating. So, yeah. yeah no, that's... So I can toss a little guilt their way. You know, like, look, I brought you into the world. Where's my gifts, motherfucker? I, I, <laughs> I, I did. I, I owned the day, though. I made sure that because me and my daughter will share the TV in the living room. And I was like, today, I control what we're watching. Yeah. This is Father's Day. None of that My Little, little Pony shit I today. Know, we're, we're about to... 
watched some full on nerd stuff. So, yeah. yeah, she had to endure that. But. I'm. I was actually. I'm. Even though I'm talking big shit, um, my sister and my mom they came out. Um, they went roller skating because one of my hobbies I like to do is go roller skating. It's one of my new hobbies. Yeah. And they came out and roller skated with me, and. They took me out to, uh, for lunch. Oh, man, and they paid had, for it. They on, paid for hold it. Hold on. You, no, you got spoiled. I did. You got spoiled. I, my dad came by. My dad came yeah. by. That was pretty cool. But I didn't know. No, you got spoiled. Man, congratulations so I, to you. Yeah, so I wasn't mad at all. It was actually one of the, the better Father's Days that I've had. So I have no complaints. That's nice. Uh, what I, else? Is? I think the... Um, I think the the, the 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 good segue would go straight into the the Kevin Hart and Will Smith Father's Day thing. Yeah. Since we're on Father's Day. Yeah, that was. Yeah. I I watched that episode. What are of, some of your takeaways? Um, I I I like the biggest conversation I liked that they had was when they were discussing um that paradox of uh of good parenting mm-hmm. versus you know like because we've us as individuals, we've come through so much, um, so much trauma, so many things that we're lacking, so many, and it's made us strong in different ways mm-hmm. and that those strengths have gotten us to the points that we're at. And inherently we just don't want to do those same things to our children. So we, so we put them in these environments that are completely full of love and we, you know, we, and not that it's an overcorrection, it's the way that things should be, but yeah naturally because of that you know they don't have the exterior toughness for uh you know the things that life will present like the wolves that are out to exploit them to break their hearts or to you know like those things they they're not gonna be privy to them and we're we have to kind of sit back and just know that you know we have these little beings full of love and like they're gonna they're gonna feel some real hurt in life because of that like i thought that that was a really interesting conversation yeah Yeah, it was good definitely i definitely could relate you know we have kids and maybe you know both of us coming from oakland and i know for sure that my kids are not ready for a lot of adversity and i can understand what kevin hart was talking about and will smith were talking about it's like man we we put them in the safest most protected environment because we've we have been in these you know kind of very very adverse situations growing up and now we're like put them in this like bubble cushion yeah. of a world where whenever shit comes their way they don't even know what to do with it and it made me think back to this time where my son my oldest son who was 14 he came to me he was like hey dad have you ever have you ever heard of this game called ones and i was like ones what the hell is ones and he was like, oh, well, uh, first you have to have some dice and uh, you you put your one dollar down. And if the person rolls the number um, that uh, that they, when he gets his point, then they take your money. And I was like, you little motherfucker, that's rolling dice. Yeah. You guys are yeah, you guys are gambling yeah. out in the open, yeah. you, illegally gambling. Out in, and it was so crazy because the way he described it was so innocent yeah and so like like a little lamb it's like he's shooting dice i'm man. like motherfucker you are illegally betting with your friends around this game yeah on my way home <laughs> like, motherfucker i used to do this in the bathroom <laughs> of my high school we used to shoot twos you feel me it was called twos it was called rolling dice whenever i was growing up but what? you guys call it ones and I, and me having to laugh and explain to him like hey 
<laughs> this is illegal. You can't do this. <laughs> you can't. I don't. You're rolling dice. Yeah. The police can come over and stop you. Yep. You guys can get robbed because they see a bunch of little bunch young of punks rolling money. money. Yeah. yeah. With your guys' BMX bikes and shit just sitting out in the corner <laughs> rolling dice. Like, hey, bro, watch yourself. <laughs> and it's like, it's because they've lived in such a very innocent environment yeah. that they don't know these things. They're like, it's never been explained to them. And that, that made me. Real, realize that go back to that Kevin Hart Wilson yeah. conversation like yeah there's a not only do we have to educate our kids on the the wonders and the good sides of the world and where we want them to go mm-hmm. we gotta let them know that there's um there there's uh, you feel me there can be pitfalls there's that there's there's dangers there. about yeah. you feel yeah. me definitely and that's the crazy part of fatherhoods like the the hard conversations you have to have them early yeah Definitely, because I like one thing. I look at my daughter, and she's like, "Your your children in a lot of instances, they're like they're like you without the things that took away your innocence. They're like mm. they have your personalities, they yeah. share your characteristics, but it's like you haven't been tainted by the things that have you know that have like things have made me super skeptical. We were just yeah, talking yeah, about yeah. that. Like I I can be extremely skeptical. And it's like my daughter, she's such a loving person, such an accepting person, mm-hmm. such like such a positive person. It's like, I want to help nurture and cultivate that. But while at the same time you have to like prepare them for, you know, the things that could possibly yeah. come, how they have to understand how to deal with different kinds of conflicts, different kinds of adversities that yeah. are going to come. It's not like if they're going to come, some of these things, they're going to happen. It's just a piece of life. So yeah, yeah that's a, um, it's it's hard trying to give your kids a, a healthy dose dose of skepticism. Yeah, you don't want to come in and be the buzzkill. Yeah, you don't like they were talking about. You just don't. You don't want to ruin their yeah. their whole life and be like, no, you know, you don't want to be that all, down there. No, but yeah. like, let me tell you how it's really yeah. gonna be like. <laughs> yeah, like that's yeah. crazy. the The thing I like that Will Smith said was like because he has a daughter, and I don't have a daughter, but I thought it was nice when he said whenever his daughter started dating. He talked to the boyfriend and was yeah. like, I have two rules, you know, don't hit my daughter and don't leave her anywhere. Yeah. And I was like, that's respectable. I thought especially that, yeah. I mean, the, the don't hit is uh, that goes without saying, yeah. but then that, that no, but don't you, leave her anywhere. I was like, we need to have a, this, but as a father, you do have to have these conversations. No, for sure. Yeah. For sure. I feel like, you know, not to cut you off. Cause I, I kind of jumped in like Dayton. I never talked to a girl's like growing up in Oakland. The never girls that I dated parents. before, like as a teenager, I never talked to their very, parents. Yeah, it was yeah. very rare. Like, and, and especially not their fathers if they were around. Yeah. I never talked to a, a girl that I dated's father, and I think that kind of sets the precedence in yeah, tone. Like anything goes. Yeah, we're important, yeah, motherfucker. I, fathers are important, you know, I, especially at that age. Right. No, most definitely. Um, yeah, and it's good to like those things. Like, I actually, I mean, not to. Not to divert into a, oh, go a long story. Like, I actually, I was literally just at a grocery store, and I was trying not to eavesdrop, and the checker was literally talking about how her and her boyfriend were kind of at odds because he he hit her. And she in the her and the bagger are talking, and she's like, oh, um, you know, like, like I don't play that, and, and you know, this and this and that. It's like, you know, like, like he he knows not to play with me and I was being nice but I had to tell him that that's not what kind of party this is that I kind and I just 
I kind of I shut up about it. I didn't want to eavesdrop or anything. But like when I got to my car, I started my car. It really sat with me. So I was yeah. like, I was like, I have to like, I'm gonna go say something because that was you know that made me feel yeah. away because it's like. You know, the other girl was kind of, she's like, you know, boyfriends aren't supposed to do that, blah, blah, yeah, blah. Yeah, yeah. But you know, I went back in there and I, I let her know. I, I was like, look, I wasn't, wasn't trying to eavesdrop or anything. It was like, you know, a person that opts to use abuse as an option for any, mm-hmm. that's an abusive person. That's exactly. Not, that's not like a decent person that slipped or something. That's an abusive person. Yeah. I'm not saying that you should walk away or any, I'm not saying, I'm not telling you what you should do. I'm just letting you know, like, be mindful of that, whoever yeah. that is. They are an abusive person. And she was very thankful for that. But it was just like that, that comes right into like having that kind of conversation, setting those boundaries with, you know, like with our, our daughters while we're raising them and, you know, like saying what, what to watch out for, what isn't okay. What yeah. are the, you know, like. So what, when did Don Quiones and, and all the camera crew popped out whenever you went back and said something? <laughs> <laughs> You know, what would you do? Oh, no, I'm an asshole. Okay, this is a good <laughs> I feel like that's what that shit is. You see that? <laughs> oh, man. You seen what would you do when you... I'm not the only person who's seen that show whenever they, like, they'll have, like, the, the fake actors set up and, like, they'll... Uh, yeah. Have a like okay. What would you do? We're gonna have put you normal people in these situations. Yeah. Okay. I'm just being. Oh, let's man. go back. It was good. <laughs> just trying to do the right thing. No, no, no. But more people should do the right thing. Like more people should that speak should up. Like norm. no, normalize and, this for sure. Normalize starting it. it early. Normal for sure. Normalize going back and talking whenever it's in offering support and help. Mm-hmm. Whenever you see shit like that go down and not just letting it pass by. Exactly. You know, don't let my assholeness ruin this beautiful moment. So what would you do? I remember that show. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> oh, that's funny. But yeah, that's I forgot. I ruined your whole point. <laughs> no, no, no I, think, I, think I, got, I got it out. No, yeah, it, it and it just connected exactly what you, to what you were saying, where you're saying, like, you know, like having those conversations, setting those boundaries, like what Will Smith had said. To her, yeah. uh, to the dude that she, his daughter had first started dating. Yeah. On the flip side, you know, having those conversations and stuff with our bright-eyed, optimistic mm-hmm. children. Like, look, I, I'm not trying to rain on your parade, or, but yeah, the, this beautiful world also contains these very ugly things. Like, be aware of these. Do not accept these things. Stare clear of these things. Like. It is the buzzkill conversation, but yeah. it's the necessary one that they will be very thankful for later in life to, about teaching them about fake friends, people that are trying to exploit them or, you know, like things like that. I've had to have those kinds of conversations with my daughter. Yeah. Me and her mother, like we've had to have those kinds of conversations. Just, you know, it, it's an inevitability, but you don't want to let have them lose their their brightness. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, good shit, good shit. Yes. Um, Ty, let's jump in, jump into Tyler the Creator because I wanted to go there, and there's a it's a good segue within the Tyler the Creator type thing that's popping off. Um, Tyler Creator just dropped to his uh, new album. Uh, if you get lost, call me if you get lost. Hopefully, yeah. I said that right. It's an amazing album to me. I mean, Jerry's gonna tear it apart. No, 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 I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> so here's the thing, I, I. I, I still have to listen. Like, yeah. Um, I 
I have gotten to my millennial age where I have uh, I have completely lost the ability to freely intake new things. Like <clears> I have to really yeah. struggle to do it. Like I'll there'll be a million new movies on Hulu and Netflix, and I'll watch Predator. Yeah, yeah, you know, and be happy as hell. Like this is perfectly fine with me. I don't need to see new things. Like it takes a lot. To make me engage new, and I like Tyler the Creator. Yeah, I like. I haven't heard an album from him that I don't like. Um, Igor, I liked. Uh, Goblin, obviously, mm-hmm. like that's one of it. Like I like his music. I like so that's saying something. Where it's like yeah. you know, like I have to really be in the right mood to be like, okay, I'm gonna listen to this new thing. I think that's what all music like. I leave space. In time and patience to listen to something yeah. new, yeah. Because I'm gonna, I'm gonna play it if I'm not in, if I'm not in the right mood. Whenever I play it, I'm just gonna lose all patience. So I'm gonna cut it off. I'm like, this is not feeding my soul. I don't want to listen to Dirk and Little Baby go back and forth. <laughs> I, I, I'm just that's just how, where I'm at. So I'll so I'll, I'll have to give myself time. But like, okay, this is the mood I'm in. I'll give it a, a chance to yeah. listen to. Like it's a, just it's like in my schedule. Give new music a chance on Monday at 8 a.m. Yeah. Or Monday, 6 a.m. on the way to work or yeah. whatever. Like, that's yeah. when I have to do it. But since I was the only one who really listened to Tyler <laughs> Kidd, like, it, was, it, was it was a fantastic album. I loved it. It was kind of like a nod back to his older shit where he was rapping. Mm-hmm. He has DJ Drama. On it doing the, the, the gangster grill ad libs yeah, and shit. Juice. It was, was like, dope okay. as yeah. that was dope as fuck. I was like, that was a genius move. Yeah. Um it, it the, the the little Wayne feature is stand it has a has a standout feature. Um, it's been really consistent. Yeah, Little Wayne. Features. I I like this older Little Wayne. They say, yeah, he's his lyrical older he's a, Little Wayne. He's is, embracing yeah. his lyricism again. Like yeah. and I'm I'm digging that. He's 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 yeah. Falling back a little bit from being the fathers to all of the auto tuny, yeah, like the, the fucking rapping again, little Uzi Vert type rappers. Yeah, he's definitely he's definitely embraced his lyricism and it, and I love it. It's dope. The segue was Tyler the Creator. Um, I guess he's one of the innovators of painting his nails, oh, yeah, and yeah, and is. the question that was circle, circling the, around the internet was: Is it okay for men to paint their nails? And we come from a very um, homophobic environment, you know, a very like super toxic masculinity environment where like anything different is seen as gay. Like, yeah. oh, you like your shorts above your knees, son? Yeah. What the fuck are you yeah. doing? Like, like everybody started losing their mind. So yeah. I wanted to see how do you feel about. Men painting their nails. I don't see any problem with that. I think that is perfectly acceptable. Like, I don't paint my nails, but that doesn't mean that I think that, like, if I saw a man with his nails painted, I wouldn't even, like, you know, like, double take. Like, you know, some people are going to double take. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, what is he doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just just fashion to me. I look at it as as just, man, like, you brought up how homophobic our environment was. Like, you know how many struggles I had trying to figure out? I got both my ears pierced because yeah, yeah, how many yeah. struggles I tried to figure out which one is supposed to symbolize. <laughs> I remember that, that back in the day. Yeah, yeah like, oh, he's going to do good. Oh, the left ear is going to be gay. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. What kind of dumb shit is that? Like, but that's how, that's how homophobic, like an earring. Yeah. You walk around, you're walking around with an earring on. That that's a statement to your sexual preference. Like, what kind of thinking is? But you know, like that's 
So the thing about that's crazy about the black community, and, and it was crazy because um, I got this from one of the homies. His name is Chris Riggins. He's a comedian, and he said this shit, and it resonated with me. Are we are black people really homophobic, or are they just they just don't want their kids to be different because they're scared of the world? Like they're scared of the world that they're going into. Like, oh, we don't want our kids to stand out or be different from what what's normally accepted because we're afraid of how the world's going to yeah, embrace it's, them. It's so so many of so many of black behaviors are a it is a it's a trauma response to the fact that we are you know we're categorized we're like by these tropes like these, yeah, this yeah. is how you're supposed to be you're supposed to be this level of masculine you're supposed to be tough you're supposed to be you know like and one of the things is you know homosexuality is viewed by the black community as a perversion yeah, of, yeah, yeah. of other of other uh nationalities or primarily white yeah. white uh, people it's like oh that's a white man's perversion and it's like uh you're not basically like you don't have the freedom to just dabble in things that even appear homosexual yeah. a, as a black person because like you're already judged so harshly on just your existence alone like you can't play with things like that you can't i the, again i always quote this line gambino where he said white kids get to wear whatever hats they want mm -hmm. when it comes to black kids one size fits all yeah you don't have a choice and dictate like picking who you want you can't experiment with who you want to be you can't like you can't roam far from the established box of what a black man is supposed to be because the world won't they won't let you especially like other black people, but like even beyond that, the the whole world they just they yeah. have their mind made up as to what a black person, a black man, is supposed to resemble, and it it takes a lot of you know self discovery and like most of the time some kind of traumatic or something yeah. to, to make you challenge that to say I'm just gonna be who I am most I of the time. I think, and not to cut you off, I think it starts with the fathers. Yeah, for sure. It starts with the fathers. And this is my example. I mean, um, I feel like as a black father, we have to try to get rid of that old-ass black man that's inside of us. Like, mm, that's different. You know, that, yeah. that kind of comes up. I don't know. Me, as having boys, you know, we, I, I think we battle toxic masculinity thoughts or whatever you want to call it that pops up, you know, that that's kind of been taught to us that has kind of been ingrained in us since we were uh, little, like, okay. So the example is my son, I have two sons, my older son, he kind of dresses like the normal kind of like kid that you see that likes all the, like the hyped ass brands and all of the the stuff like kind of what the rappers wear or you know or you know he's kind of like that type of guy that likes to the wear the bape in the uh yeah. and the uh, the billionaire boys club and all that stuff then i have a younger child he wants to dress kind of preppy with a collared shirt mm -hmm. tuck in tuck in his shirt you know wear vans no socks and stuff like that yeah and very fitting to his personality yeah yeah very fitting to his personality but I don't know what it was when it, at first it triggered me and I was like, why do you want to dress like this? Like, this ain't the way a normal kid your age dress. You know, you want to get dirty. You want to do this. And then I was like, you know what? 
that's what the old ass Uncle Ruckus type mm-hmm. guy, mm-hmm. you know, inside your your mind is saying. But you're only saying that because you're worried about how the world is going yeah, to accept your kid looking at because it's because it's different from the, the regular kids that are out. Or, I mean, not regular, but it's different from what is normally being projected on the world. So yeah. I was like, you know what? Why don't I be different and forward thinking and be like, hey, step into it. And I'm yeah. like, hey, you want to wear this? Here, let me give you some pointers be and tips on, on on how you can wear this and how you should look like this instead exactly. of just rejecting it because it's different. Exactly. And we all know as black people, different is automatically gay. You know, yeah. that's the thing that a lot of black parents are afraid of. Like, oh, oh, Lord, don't let my kid come out gay or be perceived as gay especially black fathers of sons they're like oh the moment we we see them or we perceive them doing doing something that may be considered feminine we're like oh shit he's gay oh shit he he doesn't want to play football or he doesn't want to um uh get dirty or he doesn't want to oh shit uh, my son is gay oh yeah i failed as a parent you know like so afraid of homosexuality they categorize it as like a weapon being used against the culture like like that's how you know like that's how big it is in black culture like oh you know homosexuality is a non-negotiable especially if a household especially if the household is uh religious um yeah yeah i mean even excluding those households it's like yeah so it's like no, I 100% agree. Like, stepping into who... Let your child be them. who they are. Yeah. Like, guide them along the way. Support them. Like, empower them. Encourage them. It is it is it is an old way of thinking to think that we're supposed to narrowly... It's like the same thinking of when children are born left-handed. I'm a lefty, by the way. Um, children are born left-handed, and some parents literally like bind their left hand and force them to use the right. This is an old, old practice, but to force them to be right-handed yeah. because being left-handed was like, I don't know, like you're like, I don't know, Outcast. Like devil. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, was something wrong with you if you're left-handed. It's like that same kind of thinking. It's like, let your child be. It's like, they, they want, are. they want you to conform. Yeah. And, and I had to catch myself because I was, I was slow. I mean, not slowly. Like I would quickly, become one of those people that was like, hey, conform. Like, it's easier. You're not going to get picked on. The society is going to easily accept you. And it's not, of course, I'm not that ignorant to say like, oh, now my son is gay. No, but he got his own fucking style. As a nine-year-old kid, we got to like embrace them having their own style and their own, having their own personality instead of saying, oh, well, your brother does this. Why don't you do this? Yeah. You know, we we do that a lot. I see that in in households where it's like, yeah, they we won't let them have different diet choices. We yeah. won't let them have, you know, like just things that it's supposed to be this way. You're supposed to be this way. I don't want you to be some abstract person. I don't yeah. want you like, yeah, like that's it's it's counterintuitive to like you know who they actually are. Like they can't if you force them into being something that's not them, then you're essentially shunning who they actually are and that's going to just create all kinds of mental you know like all kinds of psychological issues when you're not allowed to be you're basically told who you are is wrong is wrong yeah yeah Yeah. Yeah. who you are is wrong you know you you should do it this way this is the right way yeah no yeah definitely 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 it starts with the fathers and we got to step in for sure yeah
Uh, what's some things? Ch- Chikari Richardson. Yeah. You already know this rant was coming. Yeah. <laughs> the disappointment of. Oh, uh, my God. This should, should not be coming from me. <laughs> this should be coming from Jerry. Yeah. yeah. Oh, boy. Uh, so, for the people who are not, I guess, who who have been under a rock and don't know who fuck, who the fuck Shikari, Shikari Richardson. Hopefully, I'm saying her name right. Uh, she is a 21-year-old yes, 21, yeah. track and field star. Uh, she she just qualified for the Olympics in the hundred meters. Uh, she's a fucking amazing. She is a fucking beast. Yeah, she's she's the she's athlete. the she's the world's fastest woman, black yeah. woman at that. I mean, yeah. not to be funny, but has there ever been a white world's fastest woman? I, I'm sure there has. It has been. You I'm know, sure when where we couldn't race them, yeah, <laughs> probably. But anyway. <laughs> I'm sure there has, <laughs> but yeah, uh, the the disappointment, man, especially during the, the month of Juneteenth, mm-hmm. and especially the, I call June one of the blackest holiday, the blackest months. You June think. June brought a lot of disappointments, but we'll stick yeah, to this yeah. one. Juneteenth June. was, was like, oh, y'all yeah, can't yeah. hold it in for a day. Okay, well uh, we're gonna get to Chicago. <laughs> then we're gonna get then we're gonna move down that line. But the disappointment comes. At black men And my rant's gonna start off by saying this man Fuck fuck your preference Black yeah. men fuck your preference yeah. And it's crazy that I'm saying this Because there's There's times where your preference Doesn't fucking matter yeah. Black men and just to see like The the openly The open outpour of black men Saying oh I don't like this young lady Because she wears you know a lace front A bright orange lace front Or she has long nails or because she appears uh, to have, you know, they say that that she's masculine, and I want to correct that that as well. Yeah. Just because a woman who is an athlete, who is she's, supposed to be in she's tip, an, a, a future Olympian, yeah, she's in tip top physical shape. Yeah. She she's not gonna look like a motherfucking IG model exactly. with her ass hanging out. No, she's a motherfucking athlete. It's weird how the image of what. Normal is like yeah like, yeah like how it's been distorted and that's exactly what I'm saying. Fuck your guys's preference. Yeah. Fuck your preference. Whenever it comes to this young lady who is black, who is representing us in the month of June, which is Juneteenth, and she's fucking breaking all these records. Like, who gives a fuck about how you feel First, right now? And it, the weird thing is, like me personally, I look at her and she's she seems like an attractive she's beautiful. young young she's lady. Beautiful. Um, yeah, but. I mean, and I never, like, I never, like, felt the need, though, to be like, oh, she's, you know, like, because here's the thing. Men have this thing where we feel like. Um, oh, he's in his bag. Oh, oh, <laughs> you got me. You got me in my zone. This is my wheelhouse. Uh, <laughs> so men have this thing where we feel like, and in a sense, it's kind of true, sadly, but we feel like the the worth of a woman is dictated by our perception of them or how attractive we think they are or how uh, um, on their game we think they are. So so we like, you always see men blurting out like their rating of a woman. Like no one's asking you of all people. She's not asking you the audacity for you to be at home, you know, as just a normal person, like this is a person that's like she's very accomplished at yeah. a young age. She's like you're sitting there typing on your keyboard 
all this disapproval of this person that is like You're fucking nobody. It's like it's so ironic, but you time and time again you will see men have these kinds of uh, opinions about it, women in positions. It's like the Sierra you, thing. You've seen like, it. You've seen it with Sierra. You've yeah. seen it with Serena. Mm-hmm. You've seen it with um, dang Marion. Um, Marion D- Marion Davis or Marion. Marion Jones, Jones there yeah, you go. There yeah, you we go. seen it, Marion Jones. Oh, you got a whisper, you, you yeah, yeah, you, yeah, more go than ahead. Welcome. Yeah, <laughs> women are. De- this is this is the this is definitely the episode for you to be- <laughs> chime in. It's chime in, black woman. <laughs> chime in. This is the episode. We're, we're not having that shit. <laughs> we are not muting black women's voices today. Not to fucking day. <laughs> but it, the the problem that it it pisses me off and it resonated with me is that. I hate that these black men are sounding like white motherfucking men whenever they come and say, oh, she's ghetto and stuff like that. And it it, it hits a, a chord because, you know, I have a sister. I have a sister who, mm-hmm. who could be, she's older than Shikari, but she looks like Shikari. Mm-hmm. You feel me? And when we we start hopping on this fucking bandwagon as black men and, and kind of getting in line with white people in this whole fucking system of old police and how black people look in white spaces. It bothers me to a fucking point where I'm like, shut the fuck up because I hate whenever a motherfucking white person can have their arm tatted up and all crazy shit on the arms. And then I come into the space. I'm like, damn, Brian, you have a lot of tattoos. Yeah. Like, yeah. And that's the same thing with Shikari. She's, she's doing her thing and she's representing herself to the motherfucking foolish, she's representing us and telling them, "Hey, this is a space where I'm bringing motherfucking value." Yeah, and you gotta accept me as who the fuck I am. Yeah, and that's a privilege that should be offered to every black person in the motherfucking world, yeah. including the same men that are talking about Shikari calling her a ghetto. Whenever you pull up, wherever you're at, you should be able to look how the fuck you want to look, yeah. dress how the fuck you want to look, as long as you're doing your job and you're bringing value and to that motherfucking space. Yeah, and that's why I got to say to black men on this episode, shut the fuck up. Your yeah. motherfucking preference does not motherfucking matter. And it's crazy that this shit is coming from me. Ooh, he got <laughs> Coming passionate. from me because I was pissed as fuck. Like, you're passionate. telling this woman she's ghetto, she's this, she's that. She's a what? motherfucking Olympian. She's a motherfucking athlete. And she's, she's handling her motherfucking business. Yeah. And... It's crazy. We're that. the biggest judges, the yeah. biggest critics. Of, yeah. But, you know, it should get you fired up. It should because, because, like you said, it, like, uh, this has black men sounding like, like, we'll say, like, supremacists. Like exactly. White supremacists. Sound like, like white supremacists, not white but, people. Sorry. Yeah, you know, I, I have to yeah, yeah. separate They're, that. All white people are not bad. Yeah, I got um, But sounding like white supremacists are, are uh, evoking the themes of white supremacy in their, in their, from their tongues. Yeah. Essentially, because they are, because that's the design yeah. of, of when you break a culture down and you, that, that's what, um, that's what um come on what is the very obvious word that i'm looking for when you basically that's the design design that's yeah, the, that's the, the, the design it's sorry, for us i missed to, the alley you completely it's for, it's for us now i yeah. shoot i missed the layup um, <laughs> but that's the design it's for us to feel that way about each other yeah. for us to uh to further the oppression yeah there you oppression, go. that's the yeah. word i'm looking for that is the design of of oppression it's it's no longer even being carried out as potently as as once before by 
the uh, the initiators of it by white supremacists is even more potently within our communities yeah. being propelled by ourselves and that's that is the genius of the design of oppression it's self-perpetuating yeah it's exactly like, it has motherfuckers throw it in there and it has, just keeps multiplying has motherfuckers telling us you, you, you can't wear bonnets out and come yeah. on shut the fuck up yeah. and, and and no disrespect to monique you know because whenever she was going through her shit with Charlemagne, we was we was riding with her mm-hmm. but shut the fuck up the motherfucking bonnet in the airport is not that goddamn serious oh it's ghetto no we can be who the fuck we want to be where we want to be as long as we're conducting ourselves in a in a in a cool manner you mm-hmm, feel me mm-hmm. in a non-disrespectful manner uh, our presence shouldn't be viewed as disrespect us wearing that's, a- that's the key right yeah. there because when you if you would look at other uh, other nationalities they're not held to that kind of standard exactly. and the reason is because our presence alone is already like a mark against us. Yeah. So we always have to be like in order and, you know, look as crisp and clean, crispy fade and all that. Like, that's why we prioritize those things so much because we were taught that just our existence, just stepping into the room, we're devaluing the room, you know, like, so yeah, I, I, I think that, yeah, we should be more, willing to embrace and more instinctively embracing things like this like why would our minds initially like why would you just go straight to that she looks ratchet or she looks ghetto or she like like question yourself look inwardly when you have feelings like that where you feel first off the need to blurt that those preferences out there no one fucking asked you but then beyond that um, when those are your preferences and those are your feelings, look inwardly. Like, what am I saying? Like, I you, we can all we're all victims of oppression. Yeah, it 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 manifests and surfaces in different ways throughout our lives. Be mindful of that. Like, as men, black men, the y'all that were making these kinds of comments, yeah. and the, the, y'all that had these kinds of feelings, look inwardly and analyze those things and address them because it's not okay. It's definitely. And, and and know when your motherfucking preference matters, yeah. Bro. Like I matter. mean, you're not dating this woman, yeah. You know, I I'm I can say that okay, I'm not the biggest fans of a lace front, but I never am I going to use that against a person who is representing us. Thank you. Like this motherfucker is representing us, and I'm not going to tear him down. And I think that's just the simplest thing, like of a, a, a fucking togetherness yeah. as. Uh, as a as a black person looking at another black person doing their thing is like I'm not going to tear you down. Yeah, but you know our instinct is very often to tear each other down. We're very often we feel like we're in competition with one in another. If one of us is doing exceptional at something or like really shining, then there are always those that are like wishing the opposite for him because they think they feel like they're their uh, progress and and success is a statement to mm-hmm. their lack of it or their you know it's like it's like an assault on them because this person is you know out there living their life being them doing them and having success and it's like now i feel like i have to come and tear yeah. it down knock like, them oh, down yeah a notch. like oh, for, like yeah. don't get too big-headed because like yeah like that's that's crazy it's crazy yeah, we are troubled we're troubled people on this world not like, today. Not in the not, month of June. Not in June. Not in June, motherfucker. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Speaking what? of June, Juneteenth. Juneteenth. You got to get to it, man. Sheesh. Um, what, is, what are your many gripes about Juneteenth? Uh, oh, them making Juneteenth a national holiday. Juneteenth or is it national holiday or is it a federal holiday? Federal holiday. I think it's a national holiday. Federal? Uh, Go it, ahead, Queen. Say it. 
Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, we have a fact checker. Yeah. For all of you guys that yeah. don't know, we have a fact we have checker. A we very efficient. There's fact like checker. 20 people over there working behind the yeah, scenes. Like, yeah. mm, Google it. Mm. Yeah. 39 million. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Big money. Yeah. Let me stop saying that before oh. they come after the IRS. <laughs> uh, June, Juneteenth as a holiday. We gotta stop. We gotta stop being mad at everything. Yeah. Okay. Let's let's stop literally finding an issue with everything. It okay about it going federal. About it going being a, a federal holiday okay. or not, whatever level holiday it is. Let's stop. We celebrate it as a holiday, right? Yeah. So the point that it gets acknowledged as a holiday, our instinct can't be to uh, immediately look at the other things that aren't happening. This reminds mm-hmm. me of in a relationship when you are complaining about the partner and then the partner makes an attempt to do something, you know, in a good way that, mm-hmm. you know, address something, do something. And then you uh, your uh, immediate reaction is to point out what they're not doing or point out what they're <laughs> and it's like okay let's not become the crabby unsatisfiable people i'm not yeah. saying that treat this like oh this is a second coming of jesus christ or something like but like either be happy with it or feel you know like nothing uh, about it at all but don't be like i don't think you should just be a off- like be offended by it mm-hmm. or be angry about it like i'm we got way more important things to be angry about. But how do you feel about them, about a lot of people? I mean, including myself, feeling like this is just another, um, I guess, detour or kind of like a, you know, here, give you a little piece of candy to shut up about the bigger issues yeah. type, type thing. I mean, it, it it always is, though. Like, it definitely is. It's not a solution to anything. Yeah. But I don't see it as a problem either. Like, that's my thing. Like, we, those things that, you know, like, yes, okay, reparations are still, uh, you know, yeah. a non, non-discussed non topic in, yeah. you know, the, the by the powers that be or, you know, like, the, all those things or, are still. Or a hate bill for black people. Yeah, it's, like, it's still not happening. those things are still not yeah. happening. But, like, this is, I I feel like this is separate from that. Like, this is just. It's just a holiday, yeah, you know, yeah. like, and we, and we, it's a holiday that we embrace. We are very uh, proud to, you know, as people to put it out there, like what the meaning of it is, what, like the blood on this country's, yeah. you know, history with that, like what Juneteenth actually is. We we actually celebrate. So when it becomes a national holiday, now I, I will say if it gets commercialized, like to the point that's what people are afraid of. That, they feel like that they're gonna make it like the how they do Black History Month, where so there's McDonald's Jesus. commercials yeah, and like, ugly ass shoes that bah, Nike bah, puts bah, out, yeah. and you the know June the merch, teeth, the Juneteenth special edition Black yeah, History like, Month Nikes and. But Juneteenth. you know, I, I they don't do it with every hop holiday you know like the, the rosa park ones <laughs> <laughs> right right like i think that the I think galveston tens <laughs> i think it's a i think it's a legitimate it's a legitimate fear but let's the freedom let's, five the freedom five the freedom that's fine hey they need to Say, hire me in marketing i got all of them hey, do buy one get one free the freedom like <laughs> Like, the yeah. Freedom Fives by Jordan Brand would be fire. Awful. 
the chain break. <laughs> this is an awful conversation we're having. Um, How do you feel about um, p- black people that are across the diaspora that are not in America celebrating black history? I mean, not black history, celebrating Juneteenth. Do you feel like that's a, a big thing? Like, I right? think that, I like, what, why? Huh. Huh. He has to think, he has to do the thinky think on this one. <laughs> because I think that sometimes, like, because we are a traumatized people, yeah. like, no one knows what the trauma of being a black person in America is. And I think that 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 has to be recognized, but at the same time, um, like, it's made us very, uh, we can be very exclusive to things mm. that are, aren't necessarily harmful to us because of it. Like, we are the skeptics of this world because we have been historically disenfranchised to that point. Yeah. Like, like I said before, what's the angle? That's yeah. what we're doing when we're looking at, the, like, Juneteenth as a net. What's the angle? What so, are you really trying to do? Are you trying to distract me? Are you trying to commercialize the the holiday? Are you trying to weaken me or assault me in another way, you know, as a government that has fucked my people yeah. over for since we've been here? Like, that's what the reaction to it is. And, like, people in other countries, you know, do they... I, I didn't know that that was even happening. That's weird. Cause it, do they it, celebrate? it isn't happening, but I feel like, I don't know. I think maybe is that, is that the biggest thing that's stopping black people coming together? Cause we're so, you know, black people across the diaspora coming together because we're so protective of our individual cultures. Either. I feel like either are so like, we don't so- embrace a, If we see somebody that's from um, maybe from Africa or whatever, we try we don't sometimes we don't embrace them most of the time and let them we break. look at them as a different culture like, yeah, yeah yeah but realistically that happens like that would happen we in don't any, share we don't cross pollinate cultures we don't let that, like that's with any level of species on this planet if you took a puppy from their mother mm-hmm. and literally let them live in another house for a, a given time when you brought that puppy back they are not going to recognize it as their own kin yeah i've seen it and that's that's just the you know like now multiply that through the you know the human the 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 mind of of the black people in this country like that's that happened over several hundred years Years, yeah hundred years Yeah. so that you know like that there is a separation it's not a real separation because dna wise scientifically we are connected yeah but Beyond that, like the, that separation, how do you bridge that gap? But see, I don't know. Maybe this is just me being a you know a free thinker or just wanting. I feel like if we were to open up the floodgates to each culture, like like black people across this this nation and the whole diaspora, and be like, hey, come over here. You you are my brother or whatever. Like, yeah. learn about this Nigerian. Learn about this. Yeah. Learn about that. And you know, and we opened it up fully. I feel like that would bridge the gap that we have so much. And I know it's a hard thing to do because a lot of people are, you know, pr- protected of, of their, their cultures and yeah. they don't want it watered down or they don't want, you know, yeah. but I feel like that's what's separating us as black people and yeah, whenever it like, comes together. And that's why we have these disconnects that happen. Like, you want me to bring it up? Yeah. <laughs> like Michael B. Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> Nicky oh, Minaj. Man, you just can't wait. And Juve. Hopefully I said that right. You can't wait to say something bad about Michael B. No, there's I, I feel like 
I'm actually going to defend Michael yeah, B. Jordan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm actually going to defend him because, I mean, not talking about this, but I feel like I'm not talking about the whole him naming it wrong or whatever. First, let's explain what the actual thing is. He, It's the alcohol brand yeah, yeah. that he is sponsoring or he is a, a shareholder in or, or whatever level of involvement he has. Yeah. So Michael B. Jordan tried to call come out with a a, a spirit a alcohol called Juve Rum or whatever, and uh, the Trinidadian and uh, I believe uh, Caribbean people gave him pushback mm-hmm. because Michael B. Jordan is not educated or does he's not Trini, Trinidadian for one for for one, and he didn't know what Juve meant. Yeah. And he didn't know of the culture behind it. And yeah. so they basically grilled him like a white person wearing a dashiki. And <laughs> <laughs> pretty much they treated him like he was a white person wearing a dashiki. <laughs> yeah, you know, like, like, what the fuck are you doing here? Like, And this is where I'm saying that, hey, Americans, in my opinion, black Americans, I don't think we, um, ex- we don't exclude... Other black people from our culture, for the we most don't part, exclude anybody from our goddamn culture yeah, when we, we should. Yeah, be honest, we we give a, we literally sell our culture for pennies on the dollar. <laughs> and so I was like, well, if we are all African of yeah. some sort, then why is it? Well, I mean, I can understand the cultural reference about educating him and yeah. no, hey, no, knowing what the fuck you're getting into, yeah. and ha- having to sit down with that. But the problem I have is whenever you're saying, "Hey, you're you're not entitled to this culture. You yeah. need to back up." But in Nicki Minaj being a Trinidadian or whatever the hell she is, yeah. I don't know. She's Trinidadian in some sorts of the, so whatever. Yeah. Her saying, you know, basically excluding Michael B. Jordan for this culture and letting him know, "Hey, this is not for you, buddy." Why isn't why hasn't anybody pulled her card and be like, "Hey, you just said the N word. You're Trinidadian. You're not black. Yeah. Or you don't want to identify as black, or you choose yeah. to pretend to. Yeah. So how is this okay? Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. No, because it's again like just being defensive over things that that uh, really shouldn't matter. It shouldn't matter, especially whenever you you're gonna come in and you're gonna let a white person do the same exact fucking thing as Michael B. Jordan. She's on a song. Like here's the thing: uh, for her to have a such a statement on cultural appropriation. Her most recent hit song is, I believe, her feature with Takashi Six Nine. Um, what is that called? Fifi. Um, that oh, was God. like a year ago, maybe. Uh, one once he, however, like immediately after he got released from from jail. Um, and that like Takashi Six Nine is. If that's cultural appropriation, yeah, appropriation. Takashi Six Nine is the figurehead for cultural appropriation. Uh, he, with how the words he says, he says nigga. He, you know, like he, it's all those things, and she's co-signing it by being literally on a, you know, a featured track, main track, single with him so it's weird for her to have that and i'm not saying that she should refrain from she should do whatever she wants to do in in terms of you know if she wants to make a song with takashi 69 go ahead but my thing is like be consistent you're inconsistent when you're saying that now the culture is supposed to be protected when you're talking about trinidadian culture but 
in other instances black culture is, it's it's a it's buffet up for grabs yeah. like that's now you're being inconsistent i can't get behind that that's like you know and i that's and this is crazy coming from me because i understand i mean i'm a i'm american a black american but i understand the uh the wanting to keep you know something that's your sacred you yeah. know like yeah most the, definitely yeah and i understand them saying hey that this person is is not um of our culture or whatever and they're but to go through the lengths that they did and say that he's desecrating their culture and all this stuff and i'm like yeah. no pull, i would love to live in a world where you can pull a fellow black person if you identify as black or whatever or you, you indulge in a, american culture in some form and just educate them yeah. maybe privately or say hey no this is how you you guys can do it and it you know it won't stop them from getting their money or try to can't like you don't you're trying to immediately try to cancel, cancel them. them yeah 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 it's like let's stop their whole cash flow from happening because they did something that i disagree with or, or they said something you know five years ago that it doesn't check with their character now who they're presenting yeah. themselves to be now it's like that the cancel culture, PC culture is, whoa, it is one of the most toxic yeah. things. Like it is rooted uh, essentially in a good place because, you know, rules have to exist. People have to be held to standards, but it's, it's so toxic. Yeah. Because for any little thing, you can have a mob of people literally saying, delete this person and, from your you know like shouts out to him for changing the name he changed the name yeah he, he changed the name i mean obviously he's michael b jordan he's gonna get his money anyway he can name it booty sweat rum booty and he's still gonna he's, rum. he's still gonna get his money like it, it doesn't hey, matter hey, i'm gonna booty sweat though. Like, yeah have, i guarantee have all kinds of endorsements it's, it's, yeah and shit, I, like. guarantee, I guarantee he's gonna get his money <laughs> i just was just thinking about that far as we like because we always talk about well not always but the, one of the things about it is like how do we bridge the gaps between all of these places in in the world that have black people and the diaspora? Like, what? How do we unify them? You uh, feel I me? Especially uh, coming out of Juneteenth, you know. I think that one of the biggest things, and we see that a lot, and we talk about it a lot. Like, even just figuring out what the hell you are as a black person. Yeah. I don't know what, and I'm not speaking like I'm elevated and I just know what yeah. I've done on the research. I don't know what the hell I am, essentially. Yeah. I don't know what area of Africa I, my ancestors come from or any. And I think that, I think the first step, I guess, would be knowing, uh, knowing what your culture even is to, to connect with because people look at Africa like it's like African culture. It's like Africa is a huge yeah, it's continent. Kind of it's full of so many different cultures, so many different ways of living, so many different, you know, traditions. Like just knowing that we come from Africa is like one step on a long ass path. So I think that as we start, you know, prioritizing connecting with it's about the connection. Yeah. Connecting with what we actually are, you know, by whatever means, like ancestry.com or, you know, like just doing all the footwork of researching your bloodline and however you know you go about it that's the first step because yeah. right now we're just in the dark i don't know what the hell i would even be connecting with yeah you know so yeah 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 so what are we normalizing today what are we what are we, about are, we are we already there man we, we oh we go oh we yeah, yeah, talk yeah. about uh you see um uh, who, who you want to talk about what do we talk about my boy chris breezy 
What are you doing? What are you doing now? He was accused of assaulting another woman. Oh my God, bro! Um, hit a, 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 she she claims he hit her so hard her weave fell out. Hey, explain this to me. I, I this is about to. <laughs> We but, just got done talking about all about this woman empowerment and stuff, and now we want to talk about Chris Brown beating yet yeah. another woman yeah. and allegedly, allegedly, allegedly beating yeah, another woman. It's, yeah, it's I don't straight know. up allegedly. And yeah. um, for me, it's like I'm confused. Like, uh, and this is maybe not, maybe not directly related, and I might lose some, uh, lose some of my black card points. I don't know, but explain a, a, a weave to me. I thought it was like. <laughs> Can you knock those off? I thought, <laughs> did they mean wig? Because like the that's I feel like they meant wig because like th- this was like on TMZ or Hold something on. or let CBS. us check with our uh, with <laughs> with our expert on this topic. Can you in fact knock? <laughs> can a weave get knocked off? Boy, he said. <laughs> Boy, you, you said like, if it's. If it's glued if in. If it is glued in. In fact, if it okay. is glued in, installed it. with a glue, Got it can, it. Be, it can knocked be knocked off. out. Well, okay. you know, like, so, but, um, <laughs> not to make that the topic, but, you know, like. Jared does not date black women. <laughs> <laughs> That's not. I, two for two. Jesus, back to back weeks, that bro. That is not true. He does not date black You didn't know about the glue? I, well, I. I, my my daughter's natural, mom is black. We were together fourteen natural, years. Just natural women. Yeah, she was, naturally she just didn't son. have a, a wig. I've never known. I've, I've never been with someone who's had a not a, a wig. wig. Yeah, or a wig. I mean, I just never have. Not a, not a wig or weave glue in that house. <laughs> I just I don't describe for All Jared right, Samuels. So, <laughs> Jared Samuels. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're gonna move on. Uh, no um, wig. What did you do? Did you? I so I saw. Uh, I saw. We're gonna move on past the Chris Brown yeah. alleged. Yeah, thing we're, because we're, we're it's driven. alleged right it's now. It's legend, early in the thing, yo. and I, I, I sometimes like. I'm skeptical of early news. It's like it could yeah. be true. It might not. It might because she be, could just be preying on his his reputation. His reputation. Yeah, like, and that's very. And yeah, and the like, media has already taken a very yeah stern spin on it. Oh, Chris Brown has shown us who he was. I saw that. Yeah, on CBS. He showed us who he was years ago. Like, damn, this yeah. is CBS. Go ahead this and is put a, some put a rose on him and bury him. Yeah, He's like gone. dang, like let that man live. He has found a way to be like maintain his fan base and relevance. Without how long? Oh, I don't even think we're having enough time for this good ass question. But I'm gonna say it anyways. How long do you um, stay with the guilt of like of something that you've done in the past? Like, how long are you supposed to be held accountable for that? Like, you didn't serve the time. Him and Rihanna are friends. Yeah. Like, so how long do do you still have to wear that stench? Realistically, when they can say that Derek Chauvin can get 22 and a half years and that alleviates him of the guilt of murdering a man on camera, then we can't we can't get past this at this point. Like for the initial, if Mm -hmm. the second allegation is true, that's a whole different thing. But, you know, like and I just I just I doubt it. I seriously doubt it that at this point there's someone at his, but you never know. Yeah. Like people have lapses in, in people have, maybe it is a trait. Maybe it is mm. something he actually, you never know. But the media has taken a very stern, like they, this is fact. They yeah. This taken is him. The fact, this is him yeah, kind yeah. of spinning that, that kind of tripped me out. Um, uh, did you get a chance to check out fast nine? Uh, you know what? I'm not going to not say- gonna do it. <laughs> 
going to see like, What's the last one you saw? Boy, I do not remember Like uh, Fast 3 Like Dang Oh man, you have missed the nonsense uh, Yeah um, I'm, never, I'm not going to see Let's normalize them Stopping this Stopping, them stopping this franchise <laughs> Yeah, stopping the franchise This is the one At like 4 Like, come on There's too many 9 Nine. That's too many damn That's episodes That's I mean, lot. too damn mo- too many movies it, Franchises can't no, no one story or one, you know like they can't be good for that long. No Even way. If they were good in the beginning. Nothing can be good for that long. Uh, this is the flipping tanks and oh no, this, they have this a one, magnet now. This one, no, the people are made of rubber. Cars are made of Nerf. Um, Idris, El- <laughs> Idris Elba had the Winter Soldier arm and shit. Like, stop uh, this. Yeah, no, they they've gone places. We only got a couple of seconds left. This man. one was the one that I'll just say that this is the end one the show that, on this. On really? this, yeah. <laughs> On Fast Nine, go ahead, <laughs> go ahead, take it away, take it away. With that. Uh, you know what? Let's. I'll say this as a fast someone who's watched Fast and Furious series. Um, it, this was the one that was too much for me. I, <laughs> this, this was it. This is the. This was the the line. I'm, that, this, this, is, this is it. This is it. So that, I'll oh, leave you. That with was that. though. That was another. That was a whole another franchise. Hobbs and Shaw was. Yeah. I seen that one. Okay, because I thought that was still Fast and Hob- Furious. I mean, it basically is. It's Hobbs and Shaw. Hobbs and Shaw like yeah. and they're fighting. Oh God, Jesus! Mm. This is the humble loser podcast. <laughs> We're going. <laughs> this is not critically acclaimed film, oh, films god. and shit. Like, this is terrible. I like, mean, it's a formula that keeps working. But. Oh god! If there's a Fast and Furious ten, no, this is terrible. Like, it's, no way. You better not go see ten. I have to. It's tradition. <laughs> oh, Ty- oh, they brought Tyrese back. Yeah. Yeah. At least a black man won out of it. Cause I was like, damn, they didn't dirty in Transformers. So yeah, at least you know what and he got he got moments to shine in this one. This is the first time where good, he wasn't he only it. comedic relief, but he was that though. Um and uh Ludacris and you know, like it was it was a good movie though. Okay. No, it was awful. I mean it was lying. yeah, stop this cat. Stop lying. It was it was good to see those two there they were the highlight of the movie. All right. Ludacris and Tyrese. Everything else again, was- people. This is the Humble Loser Podcast. We are your hosts, BB Hendrix, Jay Thurston, BB <laughs> Hendrix. Uh, we this this is uh, don't go don't go watch that movie in the theaters. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely don't. <laughs> All right, y'all. Peace. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh God! Not Fast Nine. Fast Nine. Fast. Oh my God. Are we it's still, a, if you still recording, yeah. you still hit the button.